See, this always happens. We get in a call and we're like, let's hit record. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before, I just have this one thing to ask. And then we always regret it. We always regret not starting immediately the recording. That is true. Here we are again. We also regret it when we're in person. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Remember, every time we see each other in person, we're like, oh, I want to tell you about this thing. And we're like, no, wait, you should be recording. <laughs> I wonder how this will like make a, an effect in our own like minds. You know, like you know, other point in history, humans were like, no, 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 don't talk about the thing. Make content out of it. You know, it's very much like a millennial thing, right? Um, you know, so the PlayStation Four had this uh, feature in where you have the share button on your controller, and when you hit share, like you oh, press yes. a button, and you can record like up from the like the last thirty minutes of gameplay. So it's always buffering, always recording. I feel like I want that in my life. That is very smart. Always record <laughs> the past thirty minutes of like my life. We can start with audio; that's easier, and then eventually, right? A video. What are you seeing? Yeah, I forget if we've talked about this. I feel like I've said this before, but. I've always, I don't know, maybe I'm going to reveal more about me than maybe I, I care to, but like, <laughs> say like you watch like a documentary, like generally it'll be like, it's like, hey, this documentary about Beyonce or whatever, or like, you know, name it, like, sure. you know, any star, whatever field you care about, like they often come out with these documentaries. Every time I watch these, one, like I find these always fascinating. And then two, mm-hmm. I'm always jealous like not of their life and everything i'm jealous that they have a documentary of their life because i feel like it would be so cool to be able to look back at previous moments of your life and have like a properly produced like hey this is like an archive of what that moment in time was like and i've always found that to be such an interesting thing like i don't want to go through this whole the trouble of of doing that but if i could like if there was a thing that would could do this for me and like have every conversation have every moment be recorded and then the important piece is like pulling out the interesting stuff right like that's also another thing is oh right 95 percent of the stuff that we do 99 percent, maybe even it's completely boring and useless. Oh, there you go. Right. And if I was generous. Oh, yeah. So, wait. If you make a documentary about yourself, does it count or no? I mean, it counts. It's just a lot of work and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like uh, when we compare our own lives and our own the gathering of data and video and footage and all of that, I feel like compared to Beyonce <laughs> or to whatever, especially if you go back, like uh, the Beatles or whatever... We have so much. Like, if we just have someone, like, you want to make a documentary about my life, just go through my Instagram stories. You know, like, right. go through those hours and hours of footage. You can almost, like, recreate my entire life day by day. <laughs> like, so the problem here now is not lack of footage. Because before, you would have to have, like, a camera crew to follow mm-hmm. you around, to, like, to record whatever. Or be famous enough that, like, TV stations would record some of your things or interviews or whatever. I feel like now the problem is not even that. Like, it's like, well, first... No one wants to watch that. <laughs> so there's no interest in, you know, making that in the first place. But but yeah, I feel like we've been saying this since we started the show. Like, it would be so fun to, like, go back. Because we are so, like, we talk about things that we are dealing with, like, almost in the day, right? Right. I feel like if you go back at any point, you pick a random episode, you can see what I was dealing with at work or my struggles, you know. But we always say, you know, we can go back and we have all this you know, footage, but I never went back. No, this will be lost forever. Same thing with pictures, to be honest. I almost never go back. Well, I feel like with kids, I now go back a lot Mm. to 2021. A lot. (laughs) Do you have a system for making sense of this? Or just like, you just scroll back and... Uh, Favorites. Like, that's it. Like, I take way too many pictures uh usually on the day like at the end of the day i like to go through all those pictures Mm -hmm. favorite whatever how many like the good ones kind of out of those favorites like i'll edit maybe half of them and that's it so if i want to go back i'll just go through the favorites because the rest is noise yeah that makes sense i do that too uh yeah so last episode we mentioned that i was going to go to portugal i was supposed to record in portugal because this is not our usual recording day and uh, i forgot my mic because you know that happens i'm a parent now i'm a dad and i forget things because i have wait so <laughs> uh luckily you could record wednesday so i just got back from portugal today 
So my mind is mushy. I feel like really like one of the hard, not hardest, but like one of the biggest challenges and tests in my life is like flying with a baby, mm. like the whole thing. So I feel like, you know, I've went through some shit today. For the non-parents out there, do you want to describe what that involves? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think there's nothing like surprising. It's the whole anticipation of the flight, like especially babies, uh, you know, the age that Finn is in, like they can't stay awake for too long. And they really need their naps. Mm. And if you kind of like, if you mess around with their schedule, they become little gremlin demons. <laughs> and so you don't want to mess with that. But so, like, I have a flight at 7 a.m. Cool. I need to be at the airport at like 6 uh, something. Mm. So I just like walk backwards. So he needs like half hour to leave the house. So he needs to wake up at this time. So he needs to sleep at this time. <laughs> and so you go, <laughs> go like that. And then also babies will be babying <laughs> and they will be crying. And if you like have a hard time dealing with not like public embarrassment, but like, you know, there's a baby on board. People know. People will hate it. People <laughs> will hate you uh, indirectly. Oh, I see. You're like, I'm the parent with the crying baby. <laughs> yes, I am. And like the plane got was delayed. And then um, another thing is like because of the air pressure, you kind of want to feed them when you're lifting off and landing. Mm. So that's another thing you have to time. By then, like, Finn was so tired, he just wanted to go to sleep. But if you go to sleep now, like, ideally, he would go to sleep during the flight, not now, because mm-hmm. you need to feed him, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's very stressful. <laughs> it takes a long yeah, time. Yeah, I can imagine. Oof. So, but anyway, but I'm back, and uh, it was it was fun. It was, it was a good trip, actually. It was uh, better than I thought it would be. So, positive. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, you know why? We started recording, not because of any of this stuff. It was because... <laughs> Jesus, we're terrible. I was also going to say about your trip, I follow your sister on Instagram. Hmm. <laughs> and so I've been seeing pictures. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. She's great. You saw what pictures? Uh, she's just been posting pictures of you. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> follow my sister on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think she followed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, ooh. And then this this has been our secret until now. And I was like, oh, so happy. Now I was just like, has she posted any like behind the scenes that I don't know? Like, what do you know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Just her normal story. Okay, okay, okay. But it's been fun to get the sort of like inside view on the, on your trip. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, I started recording this because you don't have a new mic. And during the week, you were like, all right, I need to get a new mic. We shared some recommendations or some, some links. Like, should I get this? Should I not? And now you're like asking about the in-ear headphone that you use for as monitors and i think this is public knowledge i think we talked about it here you are using the super old apple in-ears like wired in-ear headphones that yeah they flew very like under the radar like i feel like those were not like big commercial successes i used to get a new pair every year because they would always break yeah and i'll buy Another pair, like exactly the same. I was just like, keep buying more. So that was my suggestion. So now I ask, because you want to like, you know, update your whole recording equipment. You want a new mic, already have a new boom arm. You'll probably have a little interface or whatever. But you are not willing to give up on your Apple in your wired. I mean, I'm willing to give up on them. It's just I can't do any sort of over-ear headphone. I see. Not even like... Not like like a like open back or whatever it's called. Those are usually more comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but for me, I easily get sort of like neck pain, and I found that I'm very sensitive to pressure on both sides of my head. I see. So basically, so far, like any pair of headphones that I've bought before, I have returned like a hundred percent return rate wow on these wow um and because i always i wear them for 10 minutes and i get a headache i see and what about bluetooth like airpods pro so bluetooth is a no-go although maybe i can give it another shot with the new like m1 max so maybe that's bluetooth better but i feel like i've heard that it's worse oh like reliability connection issues yeah my problem is i used to do this and honestly almost on a daily basis it would happen maybe once a day like not more than that but once a day they would randomly disconnect in the middle of a meeting always in the worst moment (laughs) so uh, i was just like okay i've had enough of this uh, and then i've been using these for basically forever and honestly for me it's been totally fine so i don't particularly see a need to 
change them unless I find something that is really better. I mean, I'm open to the idea that maybe some uh, headphones like could work for me, but I would have to like really try to get the lightest ones that I can possibly get. Right. But just the idea of buying something and then having to go through the hassle of probably returning them is just like uh-huh. I'm like why am I putting myself through all of this that's fair enough anyways like honestly 90% of the audio that is going through these headphones is voice from like zoom calls right <laughs> so it's not like I'm listening to any great audio anyways yeah that's fair enough and to be honest like wired you can't beat that reliability you know once they're plugged in as long as they don't, they're not broken. The, you know, it will work. <laughs> yeah, shit. Sure. But those are fine. They're not broken yet. <laughs> I don't really put them in my pockets. I think that was the part that like really destroys your wired headphones. So why don't you just stockpile them? Can't you like go on Craigslist or something? You didn't use a little case where you like wrap around the case. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. But I do tend to like sort of not wrap my cables, but like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. round them around in a circle. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like not a tight circle or anything like that but just so that it's not like a ball of tangled headphones but yeah those are just always kind of on my desk uh i'm telling you man i feel like i should get like three four extra pairs just in case (laughs) yeah probably you know because the longer you wait the harder it will be to get your hands on one yeah but so here's the thing though it's like these are perfectly fine and i like them whatever i feel like if those stopped working i could get any other pair like it's there's nothing that's that uh, fair enough specific about these right it's just they're on hand and they work Got it. good enough uh and they probably look better than most sure. i don't know but like <laughs> if this stopped working and i couldn't get other ones i probably wouldn't be heartbroken i just have to like figure out you know fair enough. i don't know does bose make in-ear headphones i'm sure they all do i mean they don't even have to be in-ear like they i can literally get like one of the five pairs of ear pods <laughs> the old ones yeah um, <laughs> because the air pods don't go in your ear that's how you you know right yeah exactly they go in the yeah. air <laughs> <laughs> they go in the air <laughs> uh if i ignore uh, everything you said for the past two minutes i would have a good segue speaking of stockpiling on things that are not sold anymore and you might want to get your hands on a pair while you can uh i have a package oh what is it? There's no point. There's going to be a big letdown, but I wanted to open this like here. But I received the package while I was away. It says fragile, uh, even though it's okay. not fragile. Wait, what does it say? Brick bar? Brick bar. I think that's <laughs> Dutch for uh, fragile. I don't know. I, <laughs> I love it. Like break, brick bar. It'll break the bar if you step on it or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> nice. This is going to be a massive letdown. We can edit this out if it is. But I'm going to open this because I did order something as a little like pet project Ooh. that I'm very excited about. Okay, that's um, exciting. And this project kickstarted a whole other thing that maybe we can talk about. Ooh, that's cool. Okay, I'm opening the package. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, no one really does. Just make sure you don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. Can you imagine if it's something else? <laughs> okay, I'm really excited about this. Okay, there's some bubble wrap. Always love a good bubble wrap. All right, it's here. Oh my goodness. So Rafa is just showing an EyeSight box. If you don't know what EyeSight is, this is a webcam that Apple used to make. And it's this nice sort of aluminum finish with sort of like some nice holes around the side. Oh yeah. Can you think of other aluminum casings with holes in it? Like the Pro Display XDR, (laughs) the Mac Pro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that, that was a good okay but presumably you're not using this for the camera right no all right so but important detail notice the wrap so it's ah unopened found one unopened i see and i gotta say the packaging looks awesome oh my god yes i can't wait to like do a proper unboxing i'll record something oh can we talk about this i mean obviously this doesn't need to turn into the show where we like complain about apple stuff but i want to come out and say i know this is really not a popular take but i think apple's packaging lately is extremely boring (laughs) extremely boring i think we need to stop saying that apple has good packaging Uh i think they have fine packaging fair enough like it is well wrapped like don't get me wrong 
but is it a nice experience? It's a uh, it's a tension of like you want to be light and small. No, absolutely not. It's so boring. There's just nothing to it. Fair enough. I don't know. Do you want to talk more about that or no? No, that's it. <laughs> That was my rant. I ran over. I don't disagree. But please, like, do make more fun packaging. Like, what is this? It's so uninspired. I'll just have one thing to say about that. If you were to get an, uh, a Pro Display XDR, <laughs> maybe you would change your mind on that. Would it? Because that packaging is sweet. And even the cardboard material thing, I don't know what it's mm-hmm. like. It's a different texture. You have a little like like stretchy handle thing, and it's the whole mechanism of like a push the sides to lift the thing up, and it's like a whole contraption. Anyway, I don't want to sound mean, like oh yeah, <laughs> if you spend <laughs> way too much money. I feel like it's cool in like an engineering uh, sense, but not that cool in terms of like the emotional feeling. No, absolutely. No, no, I agree. I think they've been pursuing like reduced costs. And reduce like size of because shipping and all and be green or whatever. And so, and also include as little things as you can in box as possible. All right. I also feel like I want inside story. Maybe we can commission a documentary on how they landed on this design for like that piece of paper that holds the lightning cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that one that like you expand and it's like this, I don't know, like alien. <laughs> shape piece of paper to hold this cable together they found aliens and they got inspired by actual aliens why <laughs> this seems so overly engineered i found my like the, the original iphone box <laughs> this is your own not one that you ordered no no it's my own because i got it from my mom's basement okay i never got the original iphone my first iphone was a 4s nah dude i got the 3g here as well i have to say in this box came with the like 30 pin dock connector <laughs> nice Oh, does it have a dock? It has a dock. It has even like the the paperwork is like so cool. It has like pages to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it came with a little like the OG polishing cloth. It's, it's like a polishing cloth has iPhone in it written. It's very faded now because it's so old. Anyway, like a lot of little goodies that came in the box. Uh, and today you don't even get headphones. <laughs> oh, and also headphones. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but I don't want headphones, but I want a lightning cable though. <laughs> Why did I get a? Why did I get an old camera that I yeah. most likely won't use? I have a feeling you want to open the guts of this thing and put some kind of different camera in there. I see that you're an intellectual and you remember <laughs> the blog post from 2020. Forget the author, but I I'm gonna pull it up. Super cool, uh, little blog post, but like projects. Someone that eventually like I went through the rabbit hole and I saw like all the other projects that this person has and this person is like a little wizard about putting cameras in stuff and mirrors and cameras and whatever <laughs> this person is incredible you should follow them hmm. um but anyway so around 2020 super early pandemic days this person the whole thing about how they took one of these old apple eyesight webcams stripped their guts and put in a whole computer a whole raspberry pi with a camera module to bring it up to date so i think it was like a 1080p camera they couldn't fit a 4k camera in it mm. uh, and that was so cool that was so nice because i <laughs> am not stoked about any like today's modern webcam designs or whatever mm-hmm. and so at the time i remember thinking that's so cool i wish i could do that one day maybe and then um like last week rob knight on twitter did the same thing and they posted the same thing and i became aware of it because they like mentioned a hand mirror because they were using hand mirror (laughs) to like test if the camera was working or whatever so they tagged me on that tweet and i saw that another person did this and i'm like all right this is it i I need to uh, let me look around our dutch craigslist marketplace shout out (laughs) let me look around see if i if anyone is selling one of these and i found this like still sealed uh, and so it's going to be like a little, little pet project, a little uh, side project for me to, you know, spend all the, the free time that I have today. That's cool. So do you have the guts? Like, are you reusing the same thing that they're doing or are you kind of going on your own there? Uh, not yet, but I will. I mean, I do have a Raspberry Pi, but I think it will be, have to be a different one or whatever because I can't mm. see me fitting my Raspberry Pi on this. Uh, but no, not yet. So it'll be it'll be a long journey. Uh, I'll order the parts. Also, I think it, they were like back-ordered because you know the whole chip shortage or whatever? Yep. But uh, part of this also requires you to, to 3D print a little mount something. Okay. And I have a friend who has a 3D printer, so Ew. that would also be part of the, the whole thing. But hopefully it will be fun. And by the end, I'll have a slightly worse webcam <laughs> than I do today. <laughs> because today I have a 4K one. 
um so you know hopefully it will be fun yeah because the thing i'd be worried about with this eyesight sort of shape is that the shape of it is it doesn't seem like the most convenient one to fit in electronics into no right because this is this like long tube yeah <laughs> and so it seems like you know you can only get some very specifically shaped components that could fit in there see but this logitech one is also long but it's like long different direction it's like yeah right it's like wide <laughs> but I'll, I'll compare the two like i wouldn't be surprised if they're actually roughly the same volume mm. uh so maybe if i just like tear it all apart and i'll just move the the circuits and the parts around i'll just point the lens to the other side maybe it would fit i don't know maybe i'm not a scientist maybe <laughs> yeah we'll see who knows so i'm gonna document the process and i'll probably start on a long tape <laughs> nice hi along is a new uh video platform uh, dingus that we're building uh still currently in beta if you're listening to this and you want to get in follow along me on twitter uh dm me on twitter i'll get you in anyway i'll document the process that sounds really cool I mean, I'm so not like a person who's good at these manual things necessarily, <laughs> but uh, I did see, I forget whom, like someone on Twitter, I'll try to find it for the show notes. Um, someone put together this sort of uh, weather widget thing on like its own separate screen. So it's a Raspberry Pi with a screen and it's sort of like, kind of like a picture frame uh but then it connects to like weather apis and then they sort of replicated the ios uh, widget for weather and it's this cool like little square device and i saw the blog post on kind of like how they put it together and i was like oh that'd be really cool like you can you know essentially you can render anything you want yeah on this little like square display so I was like, huh, maybe, you know, maybe one day I would try this out. It is the, like, the shortest path to go from digital designer or developer or whatever writing code to, like, having the physical thing. It's, like, electronics. Right. It's right there. It could be fun. I'm also not good at it. <laughs> like, I don't have experience. I don't usually do that stuff. But I know that every time I do, it's always fun. And I usually break it and stuff doesn't work. But, uh, you know, have fun doing it. Nice. Very cool. And like, you know, worst case scenario, I'll have an eyesight camera as like a little something to look at <laughs> <laughs> that I completely tore down, uh, tore apart. Uh, right. Hopefully you don't break it. <laughs> I'll take pictures. I'll take the good pictures before. And oh, can you give us an idea? Like, so is this like a collector's item at this point? Or is this like someone just wanted to get rid of it? Like, is this a precious object uh, for you or... For me? Well, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the market is like for these things. Like, are there collectors? Like, this is an unopened box. Yeah, like, good point. Is this something that, that's like, uh, you know, that's gain- rapidly gaining value? Like, Should I open it? <laughs> is it? Is it worth more if you keep it unopened? <laughs> I don't think so. God damn it. I, that's a good point. I never didn't think about that. I hope not. I'm going to open it. Like, I can't. I'm not good at that. Right. I'm really not good at those things. <laughs> So I hope not, uh, but maybe if I turn it somehow into like a 4K camera, then I can sell it for a profit. <laughs> that, I'm not interested in that either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like it's not old enough to be that uh, or rare enough because it was pretty like not inexpensive, but it was affordable. Mm-hmm. Like compared to the original iPhone we just talked about, which came out like after the SciSci camera, but sold way less and was more you know more important in history right i don't see uh, the eyesight cameras having a comeback <laughs> uh, in our culture it's important to me damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if you can't picture this camera you listening i'm gonna post a link in the show notes to the minimally minimal uh, blog the legendary blog that no longer is no longer active so sad um so sad but uh they have um What's his name? Andrew or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a whole post about this camera, and it's great. Now, Kevin, because like of how easy and, to be honest, like affordable it was for me to get my hands on one of these, I have to admit, I went a bit crazy. But not not really. But <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I acquired another, let's say, another product that is no longer like being sold. Um <laughs> And it's it's not here yet, so I'm not going to reveal what it is. Hopefully by next week, next time I record, it will be here. And then I'll show you. I mean, you'll probably see before because I'll post it on. So. Is it a technology product? It is a technology. Okay, I'll, I'll give you two hints, okay? And then you can try to guess. And the listeners can also try to guess, and I'll reveal it next week. All right. Um, two hints. It is an Apple product as well. Okay. And I ordered 
two items, two Apple products, because I needed both to use. Ah. Uh, okay, so now it's making me think that one of these products is uh, space gray slash black, and then the other one is silver. To com- <laughs> no. To complete your, like, mix and match. Um, initially, I was thinking maybe, like, an iMac, like one of these big, chunky, colorful iMacs, but I actually don't know what you would do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure. Okay, I'll give you two more hints, but I secretly don't want you to guess because then, you know, then the whole surprise was ruined. You know, the one that I would love for you to, to buy is the iMac with, like, the sort of floating display. Oh, yeah, the, the Sunflower one. I have... I don't i've ever seen one of these in person Mm. but to me is like one of the greatest designs that apple has ever made this just still looks so futuristic even to this day it is incredible the sunflower i you know what i guess i'm starting a whole like apple museum in this attic (laughs) slowly becoming that uh yeah i would love to it's not that i've only played with one and at the time was already like an older model um but yeah okay i'll give you two more hints and then Unless you're like, I'm absolutely certain I got it, then don't don't try to guess. I mean, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two more hints. The whole, like, to your point, the space gray and silver, this predates any space grayness in Apple product lines. And the last uh, little tip is I plan to actually use this, all right? So it wouldn't be an iMac that, I, you know, I would have no use for it. And it's not what you're picking up, <laughs> although I wish it was. But that is not, I mean, I, I'm just looking for references. I'm pulling up the design by Apple in California book. I regret not getting that book, by the way. Yeah, it's great. I had to have it smuggled here. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Okay. I actually don't know what it might be. Listener, you know, with all these four tips, I feel like, you know, the Venn diagram, like there's not a lot of choices, actually. I think you can get it. I'm confident someone will get it. Yeah. It could be an iPod, but then I don't see how you're disassembling an iPod and like putting it back together with another one. So I'm not, I didn't mention disassembling anything. Oh, okay. You're just getting two of that product. I'm getting two because I need the two in order to use them. Oh, maybe you're just getting some HomePods. An iPod. <laughs> some full-size HomePods. A phone. An internet communicator device. <laughs> mm, or you're getting some uh, two airport extremes. <laughs> I have a little mesh, uh, Wi-Fi mesh here. A little, yeah, a mesh mesh network. <laughs> exactly. A mesh here in this uh, attic. Uh, yeah, in this attic, only Apple routers. <laughs> or maybe uh, an iPod and an iPod Hi-Fi. Oh, that's a good guess. Not a bad combo. That is a good guess. You're very close, actually. Okay. At least I'm glad that the Rafa that we know and love is back. Uh, the Rafa who just buy, compulsively buys random stuff. <laughs> so I feel, I feel very happy about oh, that. Because now I have an office. Like, I have storage. I'm going to have shelves to fill. It's like there was a, a brief moment where you're like, Listen, I've just had a child. I'm a dad now. I'm a grown-up. I'm done. <laughs> you know, the money we spend should be for our child. Like, this is the priority. Mm-hmm. We don't need anything else. You know, we're good. <laughs> so I'm glad you're back. And now I'm like, we don't have a couch. But look at this dope right. old camera that I can't use. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, man. Oh, maybe you bought two Mac pros uh and i've seen this like they get two mac pros and then they put a slab of wood like in between the two and so you can connect it and make it sort of a bench yeah how could i slowly build a apple museum if the if the shelves are not also apple you know (laughs) exactly exactly yeah uh no uh you were very 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 close by the way just a second ago what is deb's reaction to all of this (laughs) She's like, uh, whatever. She's like, like, I'm not surprised. As long as you're having fun, I guess. Because to be fair, like, this is not expensive. I'm not spending a lot of money on this stuff. Right, um, right. Anyway, well, if we keep on this topic, you will guess. Hopefully someone guesses. You kind of already did, <laughs> by the way. Okay, well, we'll see. Okay, well, let's move on. Send us your guesses, people. Please, add Layout FM or add Rafa Hari, add Vernal Kick. All the ads, they all work. <laughs> I actually have design topics and I have some follow-up and stuff I want to talk to you about. Real quick, because also, I don't have energy and time. Let's do it. Uh, Before we do, though, 
I would love to tell our dear listeners about our dear sponsor, Zeppelin. Uh, Zeppelin is, before I even tell you about Flows, which is a super cool new feature that they want us to tell you about, let me just tell you, this is history. Zeppelin is design history. You know how like some of the other tools, the design tools you use have like handoff mode or inspect mode or whatever? Before any of that, Zeppelin was here doing that. Like first with Sketch, now they're doing that with Sketch and Figma and all the tools. Like if you think those tools are bad, or even if you think they're good, Zeppelin have been doing this for so long. They they are actually good at this stuff. And like hand off of your design work to engineers, to PMs, to other stakeholders. Take a look at how they do it <laughs> right. But uh, Zeppelin now, they have this whole new feature. Uh, they call it Flows, which is not only can you have the inspect and the handoff, you can also annotate now your design files on Figma. Let's say you have a bunch of, of frames or whatever. You, with Zeppelin, you can connect all of these frames, all of these screens. You can very quickly annotate stuff. You can cluster a bunch like all of these screens in this part. This is for the onboarding flow. All of these screens that are here on this side of the screen, these are for the whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's super cool. You can click on like just frame in another frame, it will automatically create little arrows uh, if you want. You can very quickly click on the arrows and like annotate them. It's really, really powerful. It's really, really cool. And it's a great uh, supplement to whatever design tool you're already using. So it's not going to require you to change tools or whatever. Check them out. Uh, they're at zeppelin.io. That's Z-E-P-L-I-N.io. And our huge thanks to them for sponsoring Layout. We love them. Yeah, they're the best. Okay, uh, Kevin, I have one piece of follow-up. Okay. Uh, last week we talked about Calendly mm-hmm. and um, kid you not like I think a day after we talked about that uh, Fantastical which is a very old indie Mac iOS app that I've used in love for years and years so they came out with a new feature that is effectively doing what Calendly does so it's actually two features they have one they call it openings which is like Fantastical, you set your own uh, like available hours or whatever, and uh, you can send someone a link, and they'll see your calendar with your available slots, and they can pick a slot, and they can schedule a meeting. Boom. Uh, but you can also have a second, almost like complementary feature, which they call proposals, which is instead of giving your full calendar, you can pick one, two, three, whatever, like slots, and send proposals. So the person will open the link and see, pick one of these, which might be a little bit more appropriate, not appropriate, but I feel like would make that person the, who tweeted the whole thing about Kennedy maybe more uh, happier. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, this is dope because I already use Fantastical and uh, they have a like a subscription thing. So if you're already a subscriber, you already have this. And I was very excited and I created a little something because, like I said, we were using uh, Calendly at Along to schedule like interviews and stuff. Hmm. Uh, so I set up the whole thing to now use this instead of Calendly because I wanted to test it and I wanted to see how it was. And I sent someone, like in the email, I sent this link and then I was waiting to see and I, I, I was looking forward to ask the person, hey, by the way, what, what did you think of the Fantastic All thing? Mm-hmm. And then I guess schedule like someone from Calendly, schedule a book to meeting. On Calendly, in four hours, I was very, very confused. <laughs> How did this person found my Calendly link? I'm sure I didn't send them a Calendly link. It was the Fantastical one. And then I figured out that because I've duplicated the email from like a previous email and just selected the link and I hit paste, guess what? You're just changing the link, not the like command K URL. Oh, so it was like I see. HTTPS slash Fantastical oh, slash no. something. And then they would click and it would open Calendly. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so maybe someone in this world might think that this new Fantastical feature is just a redirect to Calendly. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so if you wanted to try this, like, but maybe we're not willing to subscribe to Calendly, maybe. Uh, Fantastical is a great calendar app. Is the one I've been using for years, hmm. and um, yeah, check it out. Nice, nice. One cool thing is that like, you know, automatically has access to all the calendars that you add to Fantastical, right? So in my case, I have my work and my personal one and whatever, and that would be like a paid feature for Calendly if you want. Oh, I see. So it would just be easier. Like if you already use Fantastical, whereas it's built in easier. to Fantastical. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I haven't used Fantastical in a long time but recently i tried out cron Mm. which is keep hearing about it yeah i mean it's electron is the technology they're using but it's some kind of like web-based tool Mm -hmm. um wrapped into a mac app there's some like wonky things about it (laughs) 
like for example um they send out a notification that's using like this mac os system notification system Hmm. and they also have usually on top of that very notification that their app sent like their own custom notification okay which is kind of annoying and i think they're doing that so that they can have a button on it that says join meeting okay whereas like apple's notifications like don't really have or you can have actions but like under the option menu i think Mm. anyways so i don't know why they're doing this but what's amazing about that app is you can do all of the google calendar features directly into the app so i don't know if that's a thing at along but i know at least like in a bigger a big company like shopify i'm constantly like booking meetings with people you know, across the the company and I need to see what their availabilities are. Right. So I don't have to do this dance of like, you know, doing a calendar and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and so this lets me do all of that all within the app um, nice. without having to go to the web, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, I never have meetings and no one really does yet, but that's, I mean, I've done that dance, fire up calendar.google.com, add a people, little check boxes and see all their calendars and try to find a, yeah. a, an empty and available slot which never seems to exist yeah yeah exactly i had a conversation with like uh sort of follow-up to what we were talking about with a friend of the show uh, charles uh charles anderson also works at shopify and we were talking about the sort of etiquette of uh, booking meetings with people sort of at work Hmm. uh, through this. And I think we both came to the realization that it's like, hey, if I'm reaching out to you and I want to book a meeting with you, then it's my responsibility to find a time in your calendar. Versus if you're reaching out to me, then it's your responsibility. I like that. Right? Like, it should never be, hey, I'd love to book a meeting with you. And then I have to, like, go and, like, find the time that works best for us. I like that. And I feel like, yes, like, I can 100% agree with that sort of etiquette <laughs> yeah i like that i'm so calendar now just took such a dip in like usage i just mm. stopped having meetings and the ones that i have is like recurring and like nice. even for video like I, we use facetime for meetings. oh wow great isn't that wild <laughs> that is pretty wild because <laughs> now they have like the link you know mm-hmm. so you can like create a meeting link whatever it's i wouldn't recommend actually it's, it's kind of well whatever whatever works all right, I'm sure you've seen this for uh, multiple reasons, but I think actually Stripe like broke the news. Uh, I think with a new version of iOS, like point version, uh, there's like a new API to allow for contactless payments between two iPhones. So we've seen contactless payments with your phone, like an Apple Pay or whatever, and uh, like a terminal. Mm-hmm. And we've seen like the little, even like Square, for example, and Shopify has like their own like, little hardware things to accept payments. Mm-hmm. But we've never seen, because it was not possible before, like from phone to phone, just two phones and just, you know, do a payment thing. Um, so I think Stripe broke the news, but uh, I also saw that Shopify also is working on this implementation, I think. I'm under the impression that some of this will be supported, but I, I do not have any uh, inside information. I'm pretty sure I saw it. tweets mentioning Shopify also, yes. like that they were also working on this integration. Because this is not a Stripe exclusive uh, thing, um, <laughs> but I think they were just like to, to talk about it or whatever, or at least the first that I saw. Um, yeah, and I like I tried to zoom in that little. I know <laughs> what I've been doing too. <laughs> the little image where you can see some of the UI with a little. It looks like it's like a little. Uh, how would you call that? Like a little like star field energy uh, gaze? A particle effect? Yeah, that's a way better word. First, this looks amazing. I think this is super cool. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this feature. It's sort of one of these mind-blowing features a bit of like, how can this be possible? I think like I never really thought about, hey, like this is a thing that our phones can totally do if we want to so i think that's really amazing and uh i'm really curious so the one thing i don't know if we can if anyone can <laughs> give us the the inside scoop i'm curious about these particles <laughs> and which direction they're going like i know it's like the, the weirdest thing but i'm just so curious about the animation of these particles like clearly they're not static particles uh-huh. but there doesn't seem to be a, a clear place that they're going like they're not following any sort of gravity 
they're not rotating around anything. Like they're kind of highlighting the sort of top area where you should direct the phone. But yeah, like I'm very curious to know that how exactly this animates in in real life. Yeah, it's a good point. How would you through UI communicate that like <laughs> put a phone or a credit card or a contactless thing payment thing here to pay? Yeah, I so okay. Let me do some digging because like this API is out in the latest beta. One thing that is interesting, I think, about the UI, you can see it in the different screenshots on the Apple website. The sort of the UI seems like it flips. Like when you flip your phone, it'll rotate so that the person who's tapping their phone can see the amount. Hmm. Just like another really nice touch. I never thought about an iPhone being like two-way NFC thing, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we never had a use case for it. it never happened. But like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, remember when? Uh, didn't you get some NFC stickers? We could do like shortcuts, automation, and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I guess that's right. I mean, I still use that. It's like it's like the iPhone has had this, but I guess I just somehow assumed that whatever the iPhone had was not sufficient to accept a payment. Yeah, cool. I can't wait. Like, it'd be so easy to request money from your friends. <laughs> can't wait. I'd have everyone pay me. No, but I feel like for merchants, uh, like small business owners or whatever, like it's one less cost, right? I see so many, like, I wonder how different the landscape is in Europe than, um, than maybe North America. But like here, contactless payments has been around like for a long time, has been established. But for the longest time, it was like on the existing like magnetic strips and like pin thing you know chip mm-hmm. uh readers they also include nfc or you know you could just tap your card and thing but now you see more and more like small coffee shops or whatever that they really don't want to even support like pin <laughs> or, or whatever <laughs> so they just have these little pucks that they always have to connect to their ipad or their phone or whatever and it always takes a while mm-hmm. like the whole setup it's kind of annoying yeah so with this is just like one less thing they have to worry about i assume it's gonna be way easier to set up and to load and to connect and to pair or whatever so and the first thing i thought about actually was um when you go to the apple store and like you know they have these giant iphone cases <laughs> with like the card reader built into it oh yeah at the apple store i'm like oh this is, like would be so much nicer for them to just be able to do that i mean i guess it could be used to have your friends pay you but i don't think that's the use case for this because presumably in these markets they can just send apple pay cash right through imessage well not if you're not in the u.s which would probably be easier but this is u.s only too so of course yeah damn it whatever (laughs) later this year u.s merchants will be able to accept blah 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 (laughs) U.S. Damn you again. Of course. Yeah. Well, anyway. So none of us ever have this, but... We'll get it in a decade. <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> Yay. But we'll have fun with the dribble posts and recreating that particle <laughs> effect. Cool. Yeah. All right. I have other stuff that I want to talk to you about. Again, I want to reiterate. I have absolutely had no idea about this. I have zero <laughs> okay. internal information about any of this i trust you the only thing that i know is stuff that i read on app.com um but the one thing i would say is timing of this seems random yeah (laughs) to me like i don't really Uh um and i see there's rumors that there may be an apple event coming soon and that apple event seems super boring it's gonna be mostly hardware i don't know what any of this means like Right, like, because if they have an event in early March, I don't understand why not just keep this for then. I don't expect to see them like announce any software, especially if the event is is gonna be boring. Like, oh, I don't think it's gonna be boring. We're gonna see new MacBook Airs. We're gonna see new iMacs. We're gonna see new Mac Minis or whatever. Probably new HomePods. You'd think so. What I saw was iPhone SE, and then uh, updated uh, iPad, not even the Air one, <laughs> just like basically updating all of the mm. old models uh, of stuff with basically no design changes. But I mean, maybe if they have Macs, I think that that could be really interesting. But yeah, but maybe they'll announce your uh, new display. Can you imagine? This is the year. 
This is it. This is the event. This is the year, maybe, but I have a feeling like we haven't heard enough about this display that it's not time yet. We'll see. Well, not with that attitude, you know. Believe. Can you imagine a display with a webcam integrated into it? <laughs> How amazing would that be? That it looks just like this eyesight camera. <laughs> <laughs> I would still use my eyesight camera at 640p. <laughs> okay, Kevin Clark. Let's do recommendations and call this a show. This is a fun one. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. Do you want to go first or no? Yeah, I can go first. Boom. So my recommendation this week is a documentary on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. I don't know if you've watched this yet. Uh, that's the actress, right? <laughs> the actress? <laughs> that's a joke. Tilda Swinton. No. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this, here's what I know about this. I know it's a documentary, and I know it's by made by the same people who made... Uh, don't fuck with the internet cats cats with the internet or mm-hmm. whatever that i loved but i know nothing about like right. the topic the subject anything these people know how to make a documentary like <laughs> i'm just gonna say this like nice. it's amazing like their ability to tell a story and f- there's also skill around finding the interesting stories to tell that i think is fascinating like there and there's Sometimes I see on Netflix, like, other different documentaries that will pop up. Like, I've watched uh, a while back a documentary on the Cecil Hotel. It was, like, you know, Mm. some, like, murder story that was, like, had, like, lots of questions. And you kind of get to the end and you're like, yeah, so they kind of have no information (laughs) they're not it doesn't feel satisfying because it's kind of like oh yeah like yeah you know whereas like these you really feel the progression of the story and it can never be like a perfect bow where everything like fits perfectly but i feel like they're doing a really good job at taking the story and really crafting the narrative nice. so that it feels very satisfying as a viewer. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's the one thing that uh, annoys me the most about all these, especially like murder mysteries, like old unsolved cases. Right. Like they're all so unsatisfying, even like serial and stuff. Yeah. Like still today, like we don't, you know, there's no resolution to that story. It would be one exception of the jinx on HBO. I, I haven't seen that actually should i watch it oh my god that was the most absolutely but if you do don't look anything up Mm. please because by now it's old and like no one's holding off on spoilers has the most satisfying shocking ending to any of these type of documentaries the jinx on hbo yes huh jinx okay basically the tinder swindler is just to sum it up very briefly um is uh basically this guy who uh creates a profile on tinder and basically says that he is the son of this like one of the main sort of uh entrepreneur behind like diamonds who's like selling all these diamonds and basically is the son of a of a rich like family essentially that works in the diamond business and is like flying on on these like private jets and like living this like big lifestyle um and then you follow the story of women who get a match with that guy on tinder um and then start going out with him uh and then kind of see essentially they get they end up being scammed um and turns out this guy is like a total fraud and you kind of like start to see who this guy is what happened like how he's working and what the scams are and anyways and then like you know progressively it it gets more and more interesting and i would say like there's a point i think it's about towards the middle of this where there's like there's a major turning point where like no spoilers no no no, i'm not gonna say it but you're like oh okay you're like all right i would say like the beginning is maybe a bit slower still very interesting but there's a point where like okay i'm into this (laughs) okay uh so yeah it's very good it's on netflix absolutely will this is this sounds super appealing i love the the other one don't fuck with cats um cool okay it's on my watch list for sure my recommendation is this uh like little indie cool cute clever idea app for ios it's called locket locket.camera that's the url and it's it was around like when it was a test flight i think i was in on the test flight uh it's out it's, it's this widget app you place a widget on your home screen you pick a, like a handful of friends 
and you can send pictures to their lock screen, like to their widget. And I've been using this with a couple of friends, and it's so cool because, like, for the first time, someone else is like sending you pictures on your home screen, mm. and it's super cute. Like, I wasn't expecting uh, this to be such a like a clever idea. And the way it's implemented, it's like it's that classic indie style, like Jordan Singer, like chunky round buttons, almost like honk style visual style it's really well implemented nice it's very very simple like it's again it's like the type of apps that i wish i have made because it's a very simple idea and it's like you don't bloat it it's that idea and that's it's very simple app but very well executed um so check it out i believe it's free pretty sure it is uh locket.camera links in the show notes give it a shot it's fun nice that's it uh cool that's it for the show quick one i'm gonna go pass out um and uh follow us uh, on twitter at layout fm i am at rafa hari follow me to see my eyesight camera thing and maybe i'll reveal what the next uh, other thing i got and uh follow uh kevin at vernal kick on the twitters and uh our website is layout.fm if you didn't know and that's where you can find all the other episodes you can find links for you know show notes all the things we talked about and sponsors and you can look at our pretty website that kevin designed and built and uh, that's uh, i think i already said layout.fm and uh, our huge thanks to our sponsor once again zeppelin they came back to sponsor layout go check them out and their new flows feature at zeppelin.io that's z-e-p-l-i-n.io see you next week see you next week bye bye